This is Coach Lee. I'm going to share with you seven rules on getting your ex back. The first rule is to give them the breakup. A lot of people have trouble with that. It seems like you should fight, you should resist. And some of you have probably heard me say this before, and I encourage you to listen to this video all the way through. Pay attention to the details, even if you've heard them before, because it's good, first of all, to have repetition. Not only does that let you just review things to make sure you're on the right track, but it gives you encouragement and it will make you strong in situations where maybe you feel like slipping a little bit. So give them the breakup. And that means that you don't fight it. Now you may, when they first break up with you, especially if you haven't seen any of my videos yet, you will probably object and you'll say why, and you'll try to talk them out of it. That's normal. And usually that doesn't cause problems as far as reducing the chances of getting your ex back. Usually you're still in pretty good shape because that's a natural response. Your ex probably expects that and they probably have a good answer for it. And I'll talk about that in other videos. They didn't just come up with this overnight. They didn't just wake up and decide they wanted to break up with you. And so they've thought this through pretty well. And so they're probably going to outmatch you as far as discussing this. And they're going to seem cold and determined most of the time. Sometimes you can talk them out of it and usually that's temporary, but if you objected at first, you're okay. At this point, start this day and start accepting the breakup. It may seem counterintuitive, but it's going to help you get them back. Trust me and listen to the rest of this list. Number two on the list is also difficult. It's that you live in the present. And what I mean by that is not that you take things one day at a time. I talk about that a lot and you definitely should do that. What I'm talking about in this situation is that you don't give in to the shock of this to the point that you constantly ask your ex what happened and say things like, do you remember this? You said you would always love me. You said we would get married. You said we would stay together forever. It's in your mind as though you can kind of hold them to that, as though it's a contract, as though you can make them do it. Like they're just going to say, oh, that's right. I did say that. I guess we'll stay together then. That's kind of what you're hoping for. And it doesn't make sense when you think about it that way. But when you're emotional, when you're just relying on emotions, when you're letting emotions make your decisions, Things make sense that really don't make sense that are illogical. And so you need to remember the present, the reality that you are in is that your ex, this person who you care about and want to be with, wants a breakup. They don't want to be with you right now. And that's tough to hear. It doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. I'm going to help you give yourself the best chance of getting them back. But in the moment, do your best to accept their reality. And that means that you don't remind them of things they said and say, so you can't do this because you said you would always love me. You've got to do your best, at least as far as they see that you accept the reality. Only when you accept the reality, can you actually do the first step, which is to give them the breakup, like I've already mentioned. And if you don't accept that reality, they're going to feel like you are refusing and you're not giving them what they want and think they need, which will frustrate anyone. And so don't be the thing, the person, the power that stands in their way. Because if you keep fighting the breakup, they are going to feel like they're not getting what they want. And then it's out there on the other side of you somewhere. And you're the only thing keeping them from getting what they want. That will make the attraction they feel for you shrink even more. It's already low because that's what caused the breakup, but it will make it go down even more. It will make them even hate you sometimes. And you don't want that. If you want your ex back, you've got to not be what stands in their way. They can't feel like 
that you are the obstacle. If you become the obstacle, you will not get your ex back. At least if they see you as the obstacle. And that's what makes this very strategic. Before I get to point three, take a quick second and subscribe to this channel so you can be notified when I have more videos like this. And that includes on success and relationships and not just on breakups, but a lot on getting your ex back and breakups. So just click that subscribe button. So number three, don't show them your pain. Now listen to me closely on this. I didn't say don't hurt because that would be absurd for me to tell you. Oh, just don't hurt. Don't you hate it when people say that? Just snap out of it. Just get over it. Just move on. An X is an X for a reason. Like you can just flick a switch. You can't unless you're a machine or a robot, which you are not. It would actually show psychological problems if you could just flick that switch. So don't beat yourself up that you can't. It's normal for you to feel pain and hurt, but you don't want to show that to your ex. It should be a private thing. Okay. So I'm not saying pretend like you're not hurting around everyone. There are people who you can express that to. Maybe one of my coaches, you book a call with them or a parent or a friend only if this person has no contact no relationship, no friendship with your ex because your friends can mess it up for you. They will think they are trying to help and they will overestimate their ability to help you and they will mess up your chances. They will make you look bad because they will go to your ex and they'll think, you know, if I just go to this person and tell them how bad she's hurting, that he can't even sleep at night because he just cries all night, that'll get them to want to get back together with them. That's just stupid. It's ignorant. People tend to oversimplify human relationships like that. So not only do you not want to show pain to your ex, you don't want to show pain to mutual friends who might take it upon themselves to go play Lone Ranger and help you when they can't help you. They're only going to mess things up, even if they do the right things, even if they don't say that you're hurting, that you're desperate, that you're in misery and all that, just them actually interfering in the situation. It will make it look like you manipulated it. Even if they say, oh, he didn't talk me into it. She didn't talk me into it. It's unlikely your ex buys that first of all, but it still feels like there's an obstacle to this breakup that someone's trying to talk them out of it. And it makes your ex run faster the other way. So don't show your pain to your ex. That's something you show in private to yourself that you allow yourself to express and that you show maybe to a parent, a close friend who has nothing to do with your ex or professional like a coach or a therapist. Number four, improve yourself. And this is important because a lot of people will say, well, I don't understand. They can't see that I'm doing this because I'm in no contact like I'm supposed to be. I'm giving them the breakup, right? Well, if you improve yourself, first of all, it's for you primarily. But if you're able to look back at yourself, the last amount of time that you've been in this relationship, how you interacted in the relationship and ways you could improve, but also just ways you could improve physically, mentally, emotionally, and you focus on those things and do those things, then what you're doing is you're giving yourself an opportunity. A motivational speaker who influenced me growing up was named Les Brown. And he said, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. One more time, real quick. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And basically, if you improve yourself, then what you're doing is you are giving yourself the best opportunity for when your ex reaches out, for when they want to meet face to face and they're having some doubts. Maybe they're not sure yet. 
but they see you because physical attraction is important and they interact with you because emotional attraction, intellectual attraction is important. And so you're getting to be face to face with them and they are seeing that you have improved. Wow. I don't remember he was this good looking. I don't remember she was this smart. I don't remember that his conversation skills were so good. Those things. And so if your attraction is higher, it can exponentially increase the attraction they feel for you. And so if your attractiveness is higher because you've worked on yourself, then it can really capture that momentum because they're already feeling some of it. And this just sort of throws it over the top. So work on yourself for you. Yes, because you will have yourself no matter what happens with you and this other person. And there may be someone else in the future. I know you don't want to think about that, but at least just entertain the idea. And you want to be the best you can be. And if you have that opportunity with your ex, you want to show them what they have been missing. You can do it. So lose that weight, get stronger, read, become more intelligent, become a better conversationalist, work on yourself for you, and it can help you get your ex back. Before I get to rule five, take a look at my emergency breakup kit. I link to it in the description below. It's the culmination of my 20 years in the relationship coaching service, and it can help you get your ex back. It's a guide to help you do that. So take a look. It's in the description below. Follow that link and get some information. Number five, don't fall for their breadcrumbs. Now this is really important because comments on YouTube and comments on Instagram, where you can follow me at Real Coach Lee. That's Real Coach Lee on Instagram. Lots of the comments will say, my ex liked a comment I made on Facebook, or my ex looked at my story on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Should I contact them? Does that mean that I should reach out now because they've done that? And the answer is no, because it's not enough. It needs to be a message to you with words talking precisely exactly and specifically to you. Several people have been forwarded an email or some kind of news story and asked if that means that they should reply back and ask how their ex is doing. Your ex did not send you a message. Those are cheap breadcrumbs. Don't fall for those because your ex will do that a lot of times so that you are the one taking the risk. You're the one investing. You're the one who's risking rejection and embarrassment by reaching out to them and they're not having to do it. They're just basically letting you do it. And it will make it look like you have been sitting there waiting on them and, oh, wow, I got a little bitty message from them. I got a little bitty something that I'm just going to get all excited about and reach out because I've been waiting this whole time for any small thing that looks like they might have the slightest bit of interest. Don't fall for it. If it's a real message, I don't suggest you ignore your ex. And I have a video on that called, Should You Ignore Your Ex? The answer is no, because if they're moving towards you, you don't want to kill the momentum. You don't want to just have them think, well, I might as well not even try. If they reach out to you with a real message, you should casually respond and you should respond in like kind, meaning that if they give you a one sentence message, you respond with about one sentence and don't carry the conversation. Let them do that. This is the step toward getting face to face and it's important. So don't ignore them because it may be your only chance if they think that there's no point in reaching out to you because you will ignore them. So if you want them back, don't ignore them. But don't fall for those breadcrumbs. Those you should ignore. Number six is challenging. But don't get back together with them over text if possible. And what I mean by that is, is that don't have those complex, deep conversations about the relationship over text. If they bring it up, you don't need to ignore it. You don't need to be the one to bring up the relationship. But if they bring it up, you do need to participate. But do your best to 
facilitate a face-to-face. -face. There is a cheapening effect when it's done over text because you can't hear each other's voices. You can't look into each other's eyes. And that matters because you want this moment to be special. You want your ex to have this moment where they don't feel like they got it all back, but they feel like there's some progress made, like there's hope for them, which it's interesting how the tables turn now and they're the ones wanting hope. But you want things to go well and you want them to be beautiful in a lot of ways. And that can best be done in person. You are most attractive and most powerful in person. And so the face-to-face -face is going to be the most important thing. Now, look, I'm not saying that you reject them if they're trying to get back with you over text. I'm certainly not saying that. But what I am saying is that if they are beginning to push for a conversation about the relationship status, about maybe getting back together, saying that they have doubts, that they doubt the breakup, that they're wanting to talk about it, do your best to arrange a face-to-face -face for this. When you do, your odds of the relationship lasting this time are better and your odds of them being glad about it longer instead of having that fading effect that a lot of people describe is much better. So push for the face-to-face. -face. Don't get back together over text if possible. But hey, if that's all you have, just remember the next point that I'm going to mention. Rule number seven is that you move slowly. You show reserve. And so you don't just say, okay, yes, we're back together. You actually need to show reservation and that you are thinking things through. So you don't say no to them. You just say, I'm open to that, but I want to take things one day at a time. I'm not sure yet. Now your ex may get mad at this. And like I've mentioned in other videos, stay calm. Don't show anger back. Don't get in a fight with him about it. Just say, well, I've had a lot of time to think, and this has kind of made me cautious on some things. And I just want to be sure. Do your best not to get in a fight with them, but to explain yourself. And they may get mad. They may get so mad that they just say, forget it, and they walk away. But you will usually hear back from them. You just cannot give it all back to them all at once, or it will fade out very quickly. And so just tell them that you want to take things slowly, that you're not sure, but you will take it one day at a time so that at least they feel like there's some hope and there's some progress, and then let them earn it back. That's very important. The both of you should feel like you are earning the relationship back and not that it just happens all at once. And hey, we're back just like things were before because that will usually end up in failure. It's anticlimactic and it makes it look like your ex can just toss you aside and get you back whenever they want, which lowers your attractiveness. So don't give it back all at once, but let them feel like some progress is being made that you are moving toward getting back together or at least that you're willing. So follow those seven rules and you give yourself a good chance of getting your ex back.